Hello and welcome to another episode of my show I got something to say In this special episode I will be talking about the riots that are happening all across the United States for the death of an unarmed black man George Floyd in the city of Minneapolis Minnesota and the things that turned out after that the polite protests in various cities and how they turned into riots and how they turned into looting the various stores and what's the future of this protest and how everyone is dealing with everyone else in order to start the special episode i would like to begin this with a speech from none other than malcolm x We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. Speech that we just heard was part of a 1962 speech from Malcolm X for police brutality. So little has changed since 1962 and now we are in 2020. So how did this happen? A lot of things have been occurring in the last few months including the rise of coronavirus and everyone was told to stay inside their homes as long as they can. There is no guidance from the government anywhere in the world. People have lost jobs. The unemployment number is on all time high there's literally no money in the world meanwhile the rich are getting richer for example the top 25 richest person in the world have all seen their wealth increase in drastic numbers so clearly there is an income inequality here and there is police brutality which adds on top that's like cherry on a vanilla ice cake which means people are just sick and tired of all the things that they have experiencing from the government people don't trust the government anymore that could be one inference from all this that's happening but this is not something that just happened because of one incident or multiple incidents this is a series of in- incidents that led one domino to strike another and another and another and finally this has all come down and burst out as anger and aggression and riots arson fire all these things let me start from where i started to look at this in the modern age we've all seen what used to happen in the world before 2000s when there was slavery and racism oppression of all other asian countries by the britishers but Let's fast forward to 2017. An incident broke down in Charlottesville, North Carolina, where alt-right groups like Ku Klux Klan took the streets and they marched the streets to protect statues of Confederate leaders. And to oppose them, a group of alt-left people who believed that anger and aggression of the superior so-called whites can only be 
tackled if there is an aggression on the other side. Consider it this way. When Barack Obama was president, he was a president of the people. But when Donald Trump is president, the whole scenario has changed to right and left. There is extreme separatism between people. People see that in a lot of instances, there have been comments from the office of the president. For example, in Charlottesville, when he said that protesters were right and they should be allowed to protest. And then he was talking about the Nazis and alt-right groups. Then it happened when Iran people started protesting. Then he said protesters should be allowed to protest against the city of the government. But when the alt-left groups start to protest, then naturally there's a tendency from Fox News and other right-wing organizations to try to stop their speech. And an organization came out of all this called Antifa. Antifa is anti-fascist association and they consist of people who are socially always been suppressed like gay people, lesbians, bisexual, people of color, people of, of transgender society. Just in general, all the liberal people who think that our society isn't good the way it is. There is racism and all the evil things. And this organization protests brick and stone against the alt-right groups. And so when two negatives combine, then they form a positive. And that's not what exactly happens in case of oppression and uh, in case of writing. So people struck against each other and there was loss of life uh, that was seen. And uh, fast forwarded to 2020, people have lost their wages for the last three months. It's the general people who live closer to downtown areas, maybe on the streets or they're homeless because they cannot afford rent anymore because rent prices are too high. People who lost their jobs due to other reasons because their companies went bankrupt. For example, Neiman Marcus, it's a big company, He and they went bankrupt, and they didn't pay the employees their 401k contribution. So this is kind of sick behavior, right? That all the companies, corporations are allowed to get away with things, and at the same time, the big CEOs and corporate heads of these companies get awarded with millions of dollars in bonuses. So you can clearly see injustice happening here. And we cannot assume that people are foolish because with the rise of education, all the employees, you see even in the store of, let's say, Macy's or let's say uh, Neiman Marcus, all the employees are college educated. They're not people who would never study their books so people can definitely have that intellectual capability to see the injustice being happening this is where the things go wrong that people are no longer stupid and that's what happened in prehistoric times in 16th century france and all those times when people realized that rich people are getting richer and poor is getting poorer that's one take away from the story next is racism systematic racism a person of color named George Floyd, he was supposedly went into a grocery shop and gave a check, uh, let's say money, and the grocery shop owner 
immediately thought that because he was a person of color, it is possible that he thought that money was fraud. And he called the cops on him. And cops came. He was a big guy, like six foot four, and I am five ten. So definitely, I would. It might have been harder for police to uh, get him to calm down, but that doesn't justify what they did next. An officer he put his knee on his neck for over nine minutes, and during this time, the whole incident got recorded in the video, and people saw that for 9 minutes the boy the person who was 46 years old from Houston Texas who moved to Minneapolis for a new job through his christian church uh, so you can see that this man is good he has good heart he's of christian faith he goes to his church regularly he has he was looking for a job he's working uh, hard hours and and he's doing everything right that the society told him to do and then he is being arrested for no reason because that money was not fraud or at least that's not proven yet and this person gets arrested he tries to resist it but then and for choking his neck for over 9 minutes straight and the person dies on the spot or he dies on the st- they had to take him on a stretcher his nose is bleeding he's crying for his mama and all is, all of it is happening and that person who is the cop he is not feeling any remorse for what he's doing and there are three other cops that are assisting him in doing it so you can see that a collective it's not single person who oppressed another single person it's a group of people like even though they are cops behind the uniform they are people the person who after leaving their job they have to go to their house and they have to live with their family they eat food they're not robots they are cops and they decide to not stop him and i saw the video and i was heartbroken i i was definitely crying while watching that video and i felt a lot of anger in me but inside i thought what is going to happen now i wasn't sure what's going to happen because a lot of times we see incidents like this happen all anywhere and people forget it after a few days but not in this case because all these organizations who wanted to bring their support out and let people hear what they wanted to say against the oppression they were facing from the government they now had figure behind which they can rally and that's the photograph and the name of george floyd and his last words that i can't breathe they start peaceful protesting all across minneapolis and the they face the anger of police and uh, the police start spraying the eyes of uh, the protesters they start beating them and all this violence starts happening from the police and now there's uh, an anger that's building up that has been building up for so many years all the ad- adolescent life and now that anger starts to come out because it's like a dam failure there's so much water behind the dam the spillways are not being allowed to open because there's not a freedom of speech anymore so they are not allowed to release their anger water has stored up in the dam and now this ha- this water has to come out in force and that's what happened there riots started happening between police and the people police cars were burned out on the streets the third precinct of minneapolis where the officers who killed george floyd or i would say murdered george floyd 
their precinct was burned down by protesters then naturally because george floyd who has a huge support in houston because of his faith and because of being a person of color even though people of color are a minority they are well intellectual people they have all assets now that they are fully capable of understanding what's right and what's wrong so they stand behind him in the city of houston which was his hometown and this happens after a few days on a weekend friday and similar protests start happening in los angeles and other big cities like seattle dallas washington dc where the president is staying and all these protests have a common motive to bring justice to george floyd to make the administration arrest the cops and bring them behind the bars and give them either a death penalty or life sentence but clearly that's not what's happening the government sees all this arson happening they see police property being burned they see all the stores being looted but their first reaction to this is not to understand the people and meet their demands their first action is to oppress them to kill the war, kill the riot to kill the protest that's their first action and uh, in terms of bring bring bringing justice they arrest the one out of the four responsible for killing george floyd and they only arrest him for third degree murder charge which in police books it's it takes over an year to arrest such person and even after a year there is a huge chance that the person who committed this crime the police officer would get away without serving any jail time at all that's because the law in fundamental is flawed because it's written by people who are flawed and it all brings down to our historical past how we wrote the society rules in general and if we have to uh, take anything out of this is to rewrite everything from the beginning from the scratch we have manpower to do that and this time it has to come from bro- both sides of both sides of the force the black and the white or the minority and the majority and it has to come as a collective support from uh, government and law enforcement so all this happens and uh, big stores or big brands like gucci neiman marcus and there is a sneaker store called sneaker politics they all get looted by protesters and there are videos in which you can clearly see that it's not the people of color or the minority who break the glasses of these stores it's certain people of light skin white people that break these uh, glasses and in certain instances definitely a person of color but all i'm trying to say is it's not one race who is doing this it's not one kind of person who is breaking the glass of these stores and looting it and you clearly see different motivations behind doing this first the motivation is definitely of the protesters to loot things and try to show their anger to towards the government then second is the store owners themselves you see these store owners haven't had a single sale in the last 3 months and they want to get out of their inventory so how do they do it get it stolen and file for insurance claims for example one of my friend he bought a $25000 car and the insurance company paid him 28000 for his loss of car so you can see when you file a insurance claim you can write whatever you want if you lost $1000 you can write 4000 for that and insurance company has to pay it so 
this is happening like you don't understand who is doing anything there is no way you can blame one single person or one single organization for doing one thing that's happening there's no way we can justify that's happening but underneath all this chaos we can clearly see that there is one definite solution to this that government agrees to the demands of the protesters but we don't see that happening at all there's not even discussions happening about it anywhere in the con- anywhere in the government offices i think they are all talking about how to attack china how to attack hong kong how to stop immigration and all those things that's really sad to see when the first need of our is to tackle the virus and bring the economy back to life and bring be justice to people amidst all this we see an arise of the same group that i talked about from 2017 protest called antifa and fascist a big characteristic of this group is they like to hide their face definitely like i told you they are intellectual people people of intellectual abilities who are college graduates from big universities you can say harvard stanford all the big names you cannot identify or pinpoint someone just because they didn't graduate from certain university or so what's happening is they know their shit they know what they're doing they know everything from starting to beginning and they cover their faces so that police cannot identify him and easy it's way easier to hide your face right now because uh it's a legal requirement to wear masks in public so they are doing the right thing by wearing masks which uh otherwise could have been a false claim from the organizations but now you can see that they are covering their face they know that they have to hide from the police and every time police breaks one set of protest happening they have to quickly disperse and form another group immediately in a distant position location and they are coordinating themselves they are they have leaderships they are so big that they are in every major city in the united states and behind them there is uh, the black lives matter protest that's big very peaceful very humble uh, group of people who know that from historically if they would attack the cops then they would get beaten or severely punished uh, they would even get death penalties and stuff like that so they know that they cannot harm police for example let's take the story of a of a tiger a tiger who hunts in let's say a village and one time if you shoot that tiger then he tells his next generation and the generation next to stay away from men who have guns the same thing black people you have to be taught or the minorities hispanic latinos everyone else has to be taught that you have you cannot attack police so it's in the dna but then that's how they plan initially i think when the suppressors thought okay let's do this we will suppress them so much their parents that they teach their next five generations and we would be safe from them because they won't be able to raise their voices but now this group emerges which is antifa which is consist mainly of white people and these are the people who were not taught by their parents that they cannot fight police because they are white people they are their parents were suppressors originally but now for certain reasons they because god gave them different life they god made them different from 
other person now they were feeling that oppression because being different in this world is a crime but they don't know that they why should they actually why what's the reason why should they not feel frustrated and fight try to fight the police when you know behind that uniform the police is also a human being so these people who are anti for they always try to incite violence that's the fundamental of antifa that's anti-fascist so you would do everything that the people on the right end of the spectrum the ku klux klan would do just do it for the right cause so nothing is justified but let's talk about things that we saw were very good actually you know in this protest it's not only the bad things came out a lot of good things also came out for example uh, there is a picture of one police officer who got who was separated from the rest of his herd of police officers and the black lives matter protesters they saved him they formed a chain and they protected him from getting the anger of the other protesters so you see what happens when one protesters get sidelined then all the police officers they would beat him to death and if one police officers get sidelined then the protesters they save his life that's the fundamental difference between the thinking the thoughts of the suppressed or the suppressor then there is one other positive image that we saw of white people forming human chain to protect the black people who were standing behind them i think it was in seattle and they were protecting them for the police so you see that's the way you should pro- use your white privilege that was the caption of the image that this is the way to use your white privilege is to use it in a justified cause to protect the black people and that was very beautiful then we saw people handling out food packages mail to pro- not, not just for food but because when you fire tear gas and it hurts your eye and you need milk to calm your eyes so you know all these kind of things that really let show you that humanity is definitely alive even now and this proves that it's even though there is anarchy on the streets there is still a lot of faith within the human beings right now that it's alive that protects uh, all of us from getting killed when we walk on the street or getting robbed or it just came to my mind that we are definitely everyone is getting robbed but we are getting robbed by big corporations from our hard work whatever money we put into our Uh, 401k 5% of it goes into big banks for their so called convenience fee or charges and all that which uh, that just a uh, simple looting and i think i uh, if i were to uh, unjustify the violence and crime happening in the streets for looting uh, gucci neiman marcus who are owners are like all millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires like i think i also need to unjustify all the wrong doings that have been happening throughout this time by the big banks the bureaucrats the politicians like joe biden's son hunter biden who took a lot of bribe from the ukrainian governments oil and gas companies all these things that are called white collar crimes so in white collar it's called white collar because you have to be person of white skin to even rise to that level to commit that crime there is no strict punishment for white collar crimes which definitely hurts 
the economy in general of both white and black people all across the world its repercussions happen what if you do a white collar crime in us then that its repercussions ha- raise bubbles in vietnam let's say or in india because someone sleeps empty stomach because you did a bank fraud in in a bank in us in india they would st- sleep empty stomach a kid cannot get new nourishment and he dies within first 5 years of his life in india because someone in the united states uh, was so greedy that he took up a uh, 5 million dollar bonus for from sale of you know like 500 stocks of something so that's the kind of shit that we need to focus on right now is to bring justice back to the society because i can clearly see the fundamental fabric that was holding us together for all these years is broken by the coronavirus pandemic now and it will be very hard to bring back the social fabric and there is a very famous saying that once a fabric is broken you cannot you can tie it but the tie is never as good as a single fabric we can retie our fabric hope to apply some real polish on it but you know it has to be strong from the fundamental the threads have to be really strong and that can only be strong when all sorts of fabric are used all sorts of threads are used white black colored brown and they are all need to be tied together in solidarity that's one thing that we should definitely do is make sure that we come out of this stronger than ever because if there is any single doubt left after this pandemic ends or after 2020 ends if there is any single doubt in the mind of person then that is going to result into a chaos we've never seen before this thing that's happening right now is never recorded on camera before because before we didn't had any cameras and we didn't had social media which could influence our view like all the protests that happened all across the US this uh, last few days and all the pol- police brutality that was happening when protesters were beaten to death that all kind of things were all recorded on videos and i was able to see sitting or here in my home and that kind of stuff is something that is really empowering and if we come out of this less stronger than we were as a society then it would be really hard for us to even survive and i can see the situation getting a lot worse in the future but i hope it's not worse because now everything is in the hands of the government the governors the senators the politicians the leaders the president vice president all of them have to understand that it's finally the time to give up your white supremacy and let everyone enjoy the fruits of development and prosperity thank you thanks for listening to this episode of i got something to say and As usual my Instagram Twitter or Snapchat handle is i am ssnegi thanks for tuning in uh, you all have a great life and great 2020 that's all i can say <laughs>